Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. What a wild, tangled web we weave with Tim Tebow. Like, you think about this. That experiment with him as a tight end with the Jags, consider it. He is one of the top five greatest college football players of all time. Modern era anyway, right? Yeah, has to be. Like, he's easily top five, top ten, ever. He looked less skilled than guys who used to play high school football at your gym. Like, I bet you could run into bulky dudes at 33, 34 years old who were like, yeah, you know, if I had a chance, Mm -hmm. if I had a chance. They might have played like Wittenberg or something like that. He looked every bit as skilled as he looked. They looked every bit as skilled as he did. Why was he so bad? I think he was out of practice. I think he was... I don't know what – I saw what Jim Rome tweeted. He said, you know, Tim Tebow doesn't look good, but it's Urban who's the one who looks bad here. That's what he said. And I I couldn't help but agree. Like, I, I, I understood – I thought I understood why he brought him in. It was just he is totally inept in the position. Totally inept in the position. And so for a second I thought, okay, is this his Jim Leonard? Is this his version – Jim Leonard could at least play the position. Mm-hmm. Like, when we talk about, like, coaches. Okay, like, Johnny Stanton, I think, used to play in Minnesota. So, Kevin Stefanski, and I know he's a practice squad guy, but, like, Kevin Stefanski brings him in. Case Keenum. Case in point. Case Keenum. Played in Minnesota. Every coach get hit, gets his guys. So, I wasn't as surprised with that. I just thought he'd at least, I thought he'd stick to the end of camp. I didn't think he'd make the team. I thought I thought the the blocks that I was seeing, um, the the stuff that he was doing so poorly, uh-huh. I actually thought that stuff would be the easy part, because I've just seen so many basketball players transition to tight end, and they're not great blockers, but they look good enough, and then they become really good in the NFL. So having athleticism or or just being an athlete, I thought would serve yeah. Tebow well. I, what is he not a good athlete? He had to be a pretty good athlete I, I to do he what is, he did. I think he is a good athlete. So but why was it so hard for him when so many guys have transitioned and been okay? I have no idea. I have no idea. I wish I could. I have no clue. Zero. It 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 really is, it really is mesmerizing to me. 
about that. And I, I'll tell you what, I, I give credit. I, you brought him up, and I want, I want you to take credit for this. You were the first person to mention Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, who had, what, six touchdowns last year, mm-hmm. almost 700 yards receiving. Like, I know that like that was still a playoff team. I know under any other circumstances, it's not a competitive sure. team. That's still a playoff team. Give Logan Thomas some, some damn credit. Because, obviously, that is a very tough position to have. A very tough position to play. And he was able to – but he did it from almost the beginning. He tried to be a quarterback at first, didn't really take. He became a tight end pretty quickly, and he was able to take to it. If Tim Tebow wasn't 34 and out of practice, if he were still in his 20s, would it have worked? Probably not. Probably not. I, I don't I – don't, judging this, it looks like he's never blocked anybody in his life. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't say it worked. So I don't – I wish I had a better answer other than – Boy, this is amazing to see Logan Thomas do so well I mean, I feel like Cam- at that position considering how bad Tim Tebow is. Am like. I wrong? I feel like Cam Newton, granted a healthier Cam Newton. Boy. I feel like Cam Newton could have done this. This is – does this kind of poke a hole in your argument about, play, see, about Cam Newton being this, a DE or – This is this is why I'm angry because people are going to use this example. At you. As why <laughs> guys can't change. And I'm like, I saw Terrell Pryor first year ever playing wide receiver 1,000 yards. Yeah. It can't be that hard. It can't be that hard to switch positions. It just can't be. Did. I'm not saying everybody could move over to different positions, All but right. there are certain athletes that in the league, I've seen so many guys off the street come in and rush for 100 yards in a game. You're telling me that's because they're purebred running back their whole life, those are the only instincts, or can they just yeah. run? There's certain yep. positions yep. I think you can do, and I don't know, maybe they had him. He wasn't even really uh, – how many routes did he run as a tight end? Timothy Richard? No, no. Uh, Tim Tebow. Oh, are you talking Tim Tebow or Tim Terrell Tebow. Pryor? I I don't know. I, I imagine. No, regular... didn't they have one target to him and that was it? No, that's the stuff I wanted to see. Well, they threw the ball at him and Tavon Austin yeah. caught it. I don't I don't want to see him <laughs> have to block and people like, well, that's the position. There are so many tight ends that just go out and play wide receiver. That's what they that's what they're doing. Yes, you have to at sometimes. That's what I wanted to but, see out of Tim Tebow. I wanted to see if he could actually catch the ball. Uh, you know, find out what he could do after he caught I, the ball. Those are the things I was interested he, in. If he was just going to play fullback or offensive lineman, no, I don't think he could do that. See, this is I, – I wonder – you want a question? You want a damn question to ask right now, and I think we need, even need to ask on, to, on the show tomorrow. Did Urban Meyer put a dent in Tim Tebow's legacy? No, I don't think so. In terms of overall, no. But guys like us – Okay, Johnny Stanton was featured all throughout the fourth quarter mm-hmm. on Saturday's game. Nathan chimed in. This guy was a college quarterback. Johnny Stanton was. You would n- never know that to look at him. Like a junior college quarterback, like I think D2. He was a college quarterback, great athlete. And he's out there full backing it up, catching out of the backfield, mm-hmm. doing some real Jim Kleinsasser stuff, man. I mean, really getting in it. He looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. He knows how to block. He knows how to catch. Tim Tebow looks like he couldn't do any of that. I mean, these were both quarterbacks. Johnny Stanton can become a fullback. Other guys can become a tight end. Yeah, but Terrell let's see. Pryor can become a wide receiver. What I'm asking is, did he did Urban Meyer accidentally highlight just how actually bad of an athlete maybe Tim Tebow could be? Even though he played professional baseball, and he played professional baseball for a couple years and was able to hit, hit a few home runs and, and get on base and do some other stuff. And I know he's one of the greatest college football players no, if ever. That, if that, if but, you would think that, then I think actually it almost would underscore how fluky all this stuff can be that Tim Debo was a starting quarterback in the NFL, 
was drafted as a starting quarterback, and oh, by the way, won a playoff game. Whew. Like, if, if that's the case, then how many other guys could do that? Are, are there more than we think, and it's more system-oriented than we really think it is? How about this? You ready? Does Tim Tebow getting cut by Urban Meyer make another argument for why Josh McDaniel should get another job in the NFL? You were able to take that and win a playoff game with it. Why do they people say Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> They'll rush right to Colin Kaepernick on something that. like that. You can do that. You can but, do anything you want. But I, I just I, – th- this is the thing that's going to bother me. You're right. People are going to throw this Tim Tebow stuff in my face the about, only reason I, real quick, about taking chances. Go ahead. You go ahead. I hate that. I, I, I think it's silly that we think that just because Tim Tebow couldn't do it that other people couldn't. When you just mentioned a guy who did it and it was a preseason game, well, we, you just mentioned a guy that did it. Yeah. But I think they'll use it. I don't think I don't know if they'll use it against other guys. I think they'll use it against Tim Tebow. I think that it's that polarizing against it. Like I'm sorry, I love Bull. Bull has an obsession with Tim Tebow, and you know it. With hating him, yes. And it's made me because I like to disagree with Bull. It's made me love Tim Tebow and want to give Tim Tebow more opportunities, knowing that Bull is a person that I frequently I lock horns with Bull. We frequently clash, and I kind of want to troll bull and give Tim, T- Tim Tebow more opportunities to do things athletically. And so I could feel a guy like like Bull, I'm not going to try to put words in his mouth. I'm not trying to make his argument for him or saying that he's going to make this argument, I should say. But you could see, well, you see how great of an athlete he really was. I mean, they tried to make him a tight end, and he couldn't even block. He couldn't, he couldn't even cross a face. He couldn't do any of that stuff. Like, that is simple stuff you should be able to somewhat be able to do. Like, there's there's guys who are not good blockers, not good blocking wide receivers, tight ends, things like that. But really a lot about blocking, attention to detail on technique. I just saw Joe effort. Mixon, a highlight of Joe Mixon, squaring up yes. with the Dominican Sioux yes. and doing fine. You're telling me Tebow couldn't adopt. Like, I don't – I'm just – Quite frankly, I'm surprised that somebody that's been around sports his whole life could be that bad yep. at it. I, and I don't think it means that it that that that's how hard it is to block. We're talking preseason game, and who is he blocking? Like, it's not that hard. I this saw, is just weird to me. And they use the parlance of the NFL. Like, you see guys like a, a former college, former college quarterback Michael Robinson ended up playing fullback yeah, in I college. Yeah. Threw Ray Lewis out of the club on one play. De-cle- you can find it on YouTube. Decleated. A Hall of Famer. Like, it's it's technique, it's effort, it's willingness to go do that. Like, blocking takes, I think anymore, blocking takes stones. Because you do not, like, before it's, when you grew up in the game, it was throw your body into somebody. That's the way it was. Like, when, when we played high school, and I, I'm, I'm making myself sound old, and I know I'm not, we did Oklahoma drill. You put the two bags out there. Put two linemen on each side. You got a linebacker. You got a running back. We are going to meet in the B-gap. That's the way this works. And we did that for an hour, and we loved it. So by that time, and it, and it wasn't good for our health. I mean, we're talking ninth grade football. That stuff ain't good. They wouldn't allow that now. But if you look at where it is now, it is not that way. Because when you were in practice, running into each other was second nature. Now everything is preserved for the game, preserved for the game, preserved for the game. Well, to be a good blocker, you really need to get your, hate to say it, kind of get your bell rung a little bit to know, hey, if I leave myself in this position, I'm going to get hurt. Like, I need to, I, there are certain things that I need to do with my body to be able to execute a good block, to put myself in front of somebody, to be able to do that. Because there were a couple of plays that were highlighted, like when he was trying to, Curtis Weaver, when he was trying to block Curtis Weaver, 
The one where he got ping-ponged on, he actually did get in front of Curtis Weaver. Curtis Weaver washed himself out of that play. I think he over-pursued. The second one where he tried to block Curtis, Curtis Weaver, it was his head was looking down. He got totally olayed. He just got ragdolled into a, into the defensive backfield. Curtis Weaver cleared just, him out. Is that just thinking too much? Have it, you ever done that where you've been so paralyzed maybe, at the thought of what you're doing that you can't do simple he, tasks he that somebody been, else could do so easily? He might so have been easily. too focused on technique and didn't realize, like, hey, this is a physical act, and I, I need mm. to be able to defend myself here. Like, it's still, as much as we want to protect players, and we do, it's still hand-to-hand combat in there. And if you're not going to – there's a part of the blocking where you have to be able to defend yourself. You have to be upright to stay in someone's way. Mm-hmm. And he was just inept, inept in doing it. And I don't – like, overall, like are people still going to see Tim Tebow as one of the greatest college football players ever? Yeah. And they're all see – Tim Tebow is a good guy, and I think it bothers people that Tim Tebow is a good – that people believe that Tim Tebow is mm-hmm. a good guy and that it all seems to be believable that, hey, he, he really is a good guy. Like, there's a lot of guys that, ooh, there's a seedy underbelly. If you think they're good guys, you're waiting for that shoe to drop. I don't think it's there with Tim Tebow. I think he's legitimately a good guy, and I think that bothers people. So I want, I want to know – I know there are conspiracy theories that he needed to reach a certain amount of whatever time in the NFL to – capitalize on a pension plan or whatever. If, okay, ah. if that's the case, then it'd be easy. We'd all understand that. But if that's not the case, I mean, Tim Tebow, through his endorsements, mm-hmm. through his public speaking, I think I'm comfortable saying he's he's made a ton of money. I don't know if he's a millionaire, but he's made a ton of money, more than the average person. And he's got a lot of money. What would possess him to want to do this and potentially – humiliate himself to the haters. Maybe he just doesn't care, which would be good. That'd be a great way to live life. Yeah. Who cares what other people think? Who cares? You don't have to prove to anything, to anyone anything, even though we know so many athletes are, are driven by what they need to prove. How many times do we hear guys say that? All I mean, Baker Mayfield is taking number one overall. He still has to prove himself. Yeah, he does. And, and, and uses that as a motivational tool. I'm just wondering what possessed him to want to do that, to want to do that. I, I mean, baseball was. was one thing, and that's a grind. And I can't imagine Tim Tebow, like I just said, with all that money, wanting to do that either. So should we be giving him credit? Because I don't think this was a look-at-me moment. This is all look-at-me in the wrong way. People are going to make fun of him. The people that hate him are going to hate him even more. I, I, so I, I take that off the board. I don't think this is Tim Tebow saying, hey, look at me, look at me. I just want to have my name in the headlines. I think he's somebody that genuinely seems to me he pursues challenges, and the baseball thing was almost an impossible challenge, and now this. Uh, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, online first, xtendav.com. Looking for a great job, go to Extend Technologies. Looking for great audiovisual, go to Extend Technologies. Looking for state-of-the-art surround sound that not only surrounds the house but surrounds the entire property, go to Extend Technologies. I think it's more the latter. If he... I think that there's guys, you know, I, I knew a guy who was at the time 40 years older than me and he had been a hell of an athlete in college and he played a little pro football and I talked to him about this one time. I was like 25, 26 at the time and he said, no, I had to be a little older, 27, 28 and he made me think and it actually made me feel bad about myself. He said, I believe you only have a certain amount of athleticism in your life. And you should do everything you can to exhaust that. Because once it's over, it's over. Mm -hmm. He goes, for some people, they're athletes until they're 45. For some people, they're athletes until they're 30. He goes, goes, my thought is you exhaust it to what – his son was an athlete. 
and by by that he I mean he was a former athlete. He was no longer an athlete. I mean he was seventy, um, but his son was an athlete too, and he says I I I if you have athleticism in you, use it until you until you're absolutely done with it. And I wonder if Tim Tebow is that same premise. You say answering challenges. He's in great shape. It's a physical challenge. It's another one of those physical mountains. Can you still hang in the NFL? Here's a coach who's willing to give you an opportunity to make this roster, to show anything you have, and it's not worth, oh, Tim Tebow. I don't think Tim Tebow – maybe Tim Tebow was fooling himself, but I, I agree with you. I don't think it was nefarious. I don't know if it's a, just a look-at-me moment. He, he has a coach that that coach <laughs> – I mean, this is we're gonna get. We're, I'm gonna get on some crazy tangents here. Tim, you could say what you want to about Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer has his guys, and he is loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow is one of them, folks. If you go back to the Ohio State thing, there were certain things that Urban Meyer knew, and he didn't want. I believe there were things that Urban Meyer knew, and he just didn't want to believe. I believe he and his wife thought, "No, there's no way this person could be this way." And so we, because none of us want to believe we're around bad people, right? I would be willing to believe he and Shelly Meyer thought, no, that no, that's not true. That's not true. They don't want to believe that. They're loyal. They remember the loyalty to Earl Bruce, the loyalty to the family. I mean, they have their certain people that they're loyal to no matter what. And I think Urban Meyer is that way. And Urban Meyer knows, am I who I am without Tim Tebow? No, you're not. You if it's just Chris Leak, hell no. Do you get the chance? He may be successful, not to this level, not three national championships. I mean, Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney will – Taj Boyd has to work for nothing. Dabo Sweeney, loyal to Taj Boyd through thick and thin. Oh, look at Trestle with look, uh, even ex- Terrell Pryor. Exactly. Who got him kicked out of football. Exactly. There are <laughs> Maurice guys that, that they know as, as seedy as characters, as college coaches and some of these guys can be, there are certain guys that they're loyal to no matter what. And I think that Tim Tebow is one of those guys. And so Tim Tebow takes advantage of a situation that, hey, maybe I got it. He talks himself into it because there's only so much left, and now the door's closed. But at least he knows. Mm-hmm. He knows now at 34 years old. He'll do motivational speeches, which he gets, what, 150 grand a speech? <sighs> 150 grand a speech. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think he'll ever do anything nefarious, but, you know, he's got a lot of life to live. We'll see. People get in desperate situations all the time. I don't think he'd do something like that. I don't think he'd ever be led astray. And so he can look at himself in the mirror and go, I tried. I failed. I tried. But there's no regrets in that try. And for Tim Tebow, I think that's okay. For Urban Meyer, you could say, ah, this is another one in the book, and we can continue to criticize Urban Meyer. But the one thing that I I did get because I said, hey, Tim Tebow – and I think some people read it the wrong way because everybody's dunking on Tim Tebow right now. Maybe I shouldn't even have tweeted. Not everybody. I'm seeing a ton of positivity, too. Well, I said Tim Tebow got to go to fantasy football camp for two weeks. Most of us have to pay for that. Privilege. And now he knows. Good by the way, him. now he knows. It's never going to be a regret. He yeah. knows. He knows it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Knows there was no chance. Knows he wasn't going to get playing time. Knows that you know these guys are just younger, faster, stronger, yeah. better, and better technique. So now that regret is gone and, forever. And people use him as a poster boy, and I'm like, hey, man, I know that Tim Tebow's the most famous one, so you will. 
Tim Tebow's not the reason some young tight end didn't get an opportunity. This is the NFL, and there's politics on every single team, whether it be the Jaguars or the Cleveland Browns. Would you have rather given some kid out of Shadron State as a, as a strong safety a chance to play over Andrew Sandejo? I bet every single fan would. But you know what? Kevin Stavansky knows Andrew Sandejo and could trust Andrew Sandejo the best he can, and he knew that Andrew Sandejo was a liability out there. That's why he's not here in year two. Mm-hmm. There's guys on every team that are there because of their relationship with the coach. And Tim Tebow got a chance on a 90-man roster. There's 90 guys on that roster. I don't think he cost anybody. If it were 53, we might have a different conversation. I don't think he cost anybody. I don't think that we were looking at the next Sterling Sharp somewhere. If if somebody would have just – or Shannon Sharp, I should say, had somebody had just been given a chance that Tim Tebow – Got their chance. I think that's over. Well, especially I think it's in, overblown. in as cutthroat a league as this is, that, yeah, we do know there are favors done for certain guys. And, my, my God, Eric Mangini, half the team was a bunch of his yep. pet guys that probably wouldn't have been on other rosters. That could certainly. be crippling, as we saw. You're right. Yeah, too many. Too many guys. Too many culture guys. Uh, too many maybe clubhouse spies, which we see from time to time. So I agree with you there. I, I'm just surprised someone would think this is such a cutthroat league, and yet, what about the innocent player who won't get a chance now? I mean, spare me on that. I, I, this just if, if you weren't good enough to find a spot on any roster in the NFL where they carry how many tight ends mm. at the start of camp, Ken? I mean, how many of the Browns six. who play more tight ends than anybody? Six. Yeah, uh, that's six God. times 32, 192. 192 spots. If you couldn't crack the top 192, yeah. I don't think Tim Tebow is a guy you should be mad at. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. Sucks to agree. Something we didn't agree with each other on, I'll talk about here in a second, but I have to mention Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And you go, Ken, you just mentioned Extend Technologies. And I go, I know, but I wanted to start off with something other than just telling you about Extend. So we started into Tim Tebow. We jumped right into it. So I have to tell you about Extend again. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. And as Anthony knows as he checks his mentions right now, because there are people listening to us live on 92.3 The Fan Extra, presented by Extend Technologies, Lyman knows just what he can, what Extend can give to those fine folks. Don't you, Anthony? You know exactly what they can get from the wonderful people at Extend Technologies. It's incredible. The uh, 4K that we talked about, the 8K. Oh, yes. In fact, they have the 100-inch 4K right now on display in Broadview Heights, 6,500 square feet of technological advancement. That's what they have there, and they will sit down with you. They have one of those uh, kind of boardroom situations. You'll walk in, and they go, what do you want? And then you go, well, here's what I want. What can you do? And they said, well, here's what we can do. And you put all that together, and it starts a vision, starts a dream. And then, believe it or not, they can make it happen, and they can do it on deadline trustworthy installers in your home to take you through the process. It's incredible. Extend technology. Online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. So we fought a bit today. I felt like you. I felt like a student of the argument. I felt like a, a master debater. Thanks to you today. I loved it. I, I understand. Like, you have to admit, uh, we talked about strengths and weaknesses. I think sometimes you react a little bit too much to what people say on Twitter, which is weird coming from me. Because I just think you're tougher than that. And there's been times where you have your heels in and you know you're winning an argument because you're winning the argument. You know it's not going to happen, but you know you're winning the argument. And I felt like you today. I, I'd known when you've beaten me in arguments, but I've known that people have had my thought. 
Does that make any sense to you? I know that what I'm saying is the prevailing thought of the people who are Browns fans, Indians fans, the Cleveland fan, right, in our arguments. But I know that you made better points that when I think about it without any without anybody else's influence, I think I knew you were right. And I think the listeners knew you were right. I think I felt that way today about Case Keenum. I wouldn't trade Case Keenum because you're not going to get a second-round pick for Case Keenum. But the reasoning that I got behind not trading Case Keenum from people, not really from you, but from listeners, were not good reasons to not trade Case Keenum. Because if you're saying that Case Keenum can take you to the Super Bowl, I had to immediately think, okay, do you think Baker Mayfield should be the highest-paid quarterback, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL? Do you think he should make more money than Josh Allen? And how many people told me yes? All of them. People are really saying that? They, more you were on than the show. Josh Allen? You were on the show. Man, I, maybe I said, I've muted a lot of those people because. But you were on. But no, we had callers. Howard and Twinsburg. Yeah. I, I, if I had the. I, I wrote them down. I always get rid of the paper. We took like five consecutive callers today. Okay, do you feel Baker Mayfield is, is a guy who's going to make the second most money in the NFL at some point? Yeah. But you also think Case Keenum could take you to a Super Bowl if Case Keenum had to start all throughout the season? Yeah. All right, well, if Case Keenum takes you to the Super Bowl and you win, it's going to be a pretty interesting offseason for you now, isn't it? Well, that's not the case, Ken. Well, you just said it was the case. And then the whole thought of Kevin Stefanski get brought in and go, wait a minute, Case Keenum get, or, or Kevin Stefanski can get Baker ready. He can get Case Keenum ready. Why can't he get Kyle Laletta ready? Do you really believe – so it starts and finishes with our emotions. Do you really believe in your head, not your heart, if something terrible were to happen to our quarterback – would they be able to win the Super Bowl? And in my head, absolutely not. In my heart, 100%. But for a first time in a while, every now and then I do this, I clarified head and heart. And I went with my head. Because I know the second, if something bad were to happen, if Case Keenum goes out there, I'd be hopeful, but we know the truth. Did you you be, know the truth. That you'd be rooting against him. Um, No. <laughs> no. No, we know the truth. That No. And I know he had a good run. That was five years ago. You know what I mean? Like, if we're doing this with, okay, Nick Foles. Nick Foles' great great run was even more recent. Mm. Or maybe in the same season, I should say. If Nick Foles' great run was in that same time, why isn't somebody else making an argument to make Nick Foles a starter? Because they're not starting quarterbacks. Because they're not starting quarterbacks. But you had an opportunity where where Carson Wentz got hurt, and there's history there. Is anybody going to trade for Nick Foles as a backup? Maybe. I, I think you do have two situations where both guys had a hell of a hand. They they were on a heater, and both eventually got figured out. One with Nick Foles where that was more politics and the other one, like you had to give the job back to Carson Wentz, just like you'd have to give the job back to Baker Mayfield. But with with Case Keenum, I mean, he they could have tried to retain him. He went to Denver, and he kind of got figured out. And Denver always has had a good defense. So I don't want to take anything away from Case Keenum. I just don't think it's as – unbelievably wrong as what some people emotionally got bent out of shape with with Case Keenum. You made several points. And I, I felt bad today in my argument. This is where the, the game of the argument plays in. I mentioned money, and I mentioned money first, and I knew you'd hammer me for it. And you did. You did. Because it sounds like that's the most important thing on my head, which it wasn't. No, money will be important, obviously. Uh, we've, we've talked about this to death that in the next few years – it's going to add up. It's going to add up quickly. Even with an exploding cap, you're still in competition with other teams, and uh, the money is all going to get driven up for all the guys beyond what the market value is today. 
And so we certainly understand that they are going to have to cut some corners financially over the next few years to try to preserve this as best as possible. And one of those corners cut will be Case Keenum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not here next year. But this year, this year it's an all-in year, and we've seen so many teams have to go to a backup at some point during their big stretches, their big seasons, to try to cobble together, eat away at some of the time that your starting quarterback is out, that I think it would be a disaster if they decided to trade Case Keenum for whatever reason, money, value, draft picks, whatever. Open up, open up, open up uh, the situation for uh, the what's his name? I don't even know his name. Kyle Laletta. Yeah. All right. I think it would be a disaster if Week 14, Baker, his hamstring, his shoulder, his knee, whatever, a bum ankle, and Adam Schefter reports, Browns aren't sure if they want to go with. Baker Mayfield this week, he has a gimpy ankle. They'd love to rest him, but they don't know if they trust Kyle Laletta enough. <laughs> like, that would be a disaster. Come back the yeah. I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. Like, if if you were to say, like, I don't think there's any scenario where you're getting a second-round pick out of, out of Case Keenum at all. Third-round pick, maybe, depending on the desperation of the team and what the market is. All right? But I think that that's pretty crazy as well. I wouldn't it, – when it comes to practice – see, I just wanted to make the argument to trade Case Keenum if it came to it because I think that there's a price for everybody, and Andrew Barry will listen to anything. And that's supposed to be his job. But the fandom in me – the head of me says if Baker Mayfield were to be hurt, I would act – I swear to God, I would probably act like Lance Harbor's dad. I would probably get emotional. If, if he were to get hurt this year, I will become emotional because I know that these are fleeting moments in time. These are these are very thin chances that we get. These windows they they open up very briefly and then they close. And God knows when they open back up again, as we have found out mm-hmm. the hard way. I would become very emotional if something bad were to happen. I swear to God, it's not even a love of Baker. I mean, quarterbacks they come and they go, players they come and they go. It does it does matter to me with fans. It matters with me with the fan base and, and everybody who's who's got an emotional piece in this. The reason I wouldn't do it, ever, the reason I wouldn't even want to consider it, is emotional. Because you just played it out there. If if it were had to be Kyle Laletta, I want the chance to hope. I want to be able to – I want the opportunity to go, all right, Case Keenum's done this before. Let's see if we can give him hell. Let's see if we can do this again. Let's see if the guy's got some magic here. I'd rather try that than to know I never have a chance. Like I could three, – three games down the line – for argument's sake, I could go, well, could have got something for this clown. Here we are. Sucks. But at least I would at least I would know. If I traded Case Keenum, I'd never know. I'd never so know. So what is your strategy going forward with backup quarterback? Um, well, eventually we have to move on from Case Keenum, right? Yeah. I, I really do think that it becomes – I think it goes to the uber-old backup quarterback or – because any good quarterback, I think, is going to be paid an exceptional amount of money as a backup. How important is that backup quarterback compared to other par- – can I can I leave a hole somewhere in my roster for a backup quarterback? I mean, that's an argument you can have. Is this backup quarterback this valuable enough to not completely – if Baker Mayfield were to get hurt, I think the window goes from wide open to about 75% shut. There's still 25%, though. 
What do I? What am I willing to pay another person for that twenty five percent? This is good stuff. I hope people are listening to this. This is good. Well, stuff. and I understand they pa- they paid Case Keenum what they did, you know, a year ago because we got to be honest, they did not know if Baker Mayfield was going to take a step forward. They were hopeful yep. that he would. You're right. He was a number one overall pick. So he they had showed glimpses his rookie year. Yep. But they had to protect against that, knowing how stacked the roster was. We can't just tank it out if Baker's not good. You can't. Because there goes your culture stuff. So so I think the whole point is this year you keep Case Keenum. After this year, you're going to have to make a serious decision about Case Keenum's future with your team and about how long you can hold on to that guy considering the money that's made. Do you go into the draft and develop Baker Mayfield's backup in the sixth round? That's a question I'm asking. I don't know. I think I think that might be the way they go. Do you take a guy as a developmental quarterback and try to develop his – do you – like? I'm going to use the Patriots as an example. You're going to want to throw up. They've they've drafted guys a little mm. bit later, kind of as an understudy. They they kept bringing back Brian Hoyer. What's Brian had third three t- uh, ten years with yeah. the, with the Patriots. But, but they, they had drafted a Hall Ryan of Fame. Mallett, but Ryan Mallett was second round. They had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know if the dynamic changes with Baker not being elite, elite, but being good. Yeah. I don't know if that changes anything. I have no idea. Well, if Baker, okay, if Baker signed as a franchise quarterback, mm. I think. I think when he is signed, you assume he's your quarterback for the long haul. So I think you try to pencil in. Not you pen in the next three years. You pencil in the next five to eight, mm-hmm. as as long as when he signs that contract. And then you think, to me, I'm probably totally wrong. But what the hell? What can I afford? Can I afford Case Keenum at this price? Will Case stay for this, meaning less? Will Case leave? If Case leaves, what can I do in case Case leaves? Which sounds terrible, but true. What am I willing to pay Case, knowing there's going to be a hole in other parts of my defense, knowing my quarterback makes this much more money, my offensive line's going to make more money, Miles Garrett obviously makes a ton, Denzel Ward is going to make more money, uh, Nick Chubb's escalator's going to bump in here soon. What can I afford to pay him to know that if I have to break glass on him, I'm still going to give myself a chance mm. other than, well, if, we, if, if, if I have to break glass on somebody else, then this season's been a wash. You know, is it, it's going to turn into a conversation. Is it worth it to go skinny and hope that Baker Mayfield stays healthy through an entire 17-game schedule than do it the other way? And I think a lot of people would say, yeah, go right on ahead. We need front-end talent because as long as Case Keenum's a backup, he can't be on the field. So I can pay him $6 million. Is Case Keenum going to be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs on third and 14? Nope. Case Keenum can't do anything about that. But somebody else on my defense can. Yeah, but the hope so, is that if Baker Mayfield goes down because of a questionable fourth fourth down call, <laughs> that now Case Keenum has to come into the game. Can Case Keenum do what Chad Henney did in that big playoff game last year? So then it turn then it turns into what was Chad Henney's price? What was Chad Henney's price? Will Baker Mayfield be able to make them afford that? Because Chad Henney's been over the been around yeah. the league, and so has Case Keenum. So. We probably just overpaid Case Keenum to make sure he'd come here. And then by this time, who knows? Maybe he finds himself in a comfortable spot. Ah, I can't make six million bucks forever. I'll take three. I'll take four. And you could go, okay, it makes sense. Because we can still spend money in X, Y, and Z. We so can how, still draft. how important would it be for the, Cat, for the Browns to have a good season if Baker, early in the year, unfortunately, goes down to lost year? Like a Dak Prescott. Like Define a Dak Prescott season. going down. Define good season. 
like Case Keenum, they could still because of the roster. Go to the playoffs. They could still go to the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be right? a great season. That'd be a, oh, I think that'd be a great if they went to the playoffs with Case Keenum as a quarterback. But I've heard a lot of fans. Kevin Stefanski's your guy. But I heard a lot of fans say, "Oh, what's the point? If your quarterback goes down, you have no chance to win the Super Bowl anyway." In their heads, I think they feel that way, but in their hearts, I feel something totally different. And I think Kevin Stefanski would look at you and go, "Hey, it's your not. It's not your job that's on the line. It's mine." And this owner has been known for quick decisions in the past, influenced decisions in the past. Like if Baker Mayfield goes down, this is a bad part of this that we have to discuss and nobody wants to discuss it because some people get mad that we're even discussing it in the first place, which there's no jinx. Radio show hosts don't have jinx on anything. There would be an argument going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Baker Mayfield goes down and all of a sudden you guys can't win seven games. Wow, and we, we've been sitting here grinding, grinding over $3 million for Baker Mayfield a year. Whether or not he's going to get 40, why aren't you paying him 45? Because obviously Kevin Stefanski, if Kevin Stefanski can't get seven seven wins with this entirely great team and Case Keenum, his quarterback, well, maybe he's not the type of genius we all thought he was. Maybe it is all based on Baker mm. Mayfield. So then the, the argument flip-flops to – I think a lot of people love Kevin Stefanski and love Baker Mayfield, but then it changes because now Baker Mayfield's the missing link and Kevin Stefanski doesn't look as good. I don't think anybody wants to test that. I don't. I don't want to test Isn't it amazing the caliber of conversations we have following a year like last year where you exceed expectations. You not only meet them, you exceed them, and you go into a season with nothing but optimism, not just hope, legitimate optimism. I am praying that that's the case a year from now. I'm praying a year from now that we are coming in, Browns are coming off either an AFC championship bid or a Super Bowl bid or a Super Bowl win. Mm -hmm. Those are the three viable options that I hope that we are doing this a year from now. Because if it's anything short of that, we're just going to be asking questions about everything. Can I bring that up at like 7.20 tomorrow? Sure. Why I still – I know in my heart of hearts I wouldn't have the the heart to make that trade. Even for like a second-round pick, maybe even not for a Mm second-round pick. Because I I at least want to give myself a chance. Okay. All right. Uh, Last day in Tremont, what do you do? Other than moving. Uh, I still got to get the big stuff. Oh, I said other than moving. We got everything else – Everything else is done. So you're talking about moving. I'm talking about other than moving. Is no, I'm 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 out. I don't need to have one last drink at the monkey. I don't. I mean, I'll, I'll still be back. I mean, there will yeah. be times I'll be back, but no, I don't need to do some symbolic gesture. It's gonna be like when Ray Liotta goes to prison in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah well, now take that, me to jail. They have the one last thing. No, I, I I don't need any of that. It's not like my life is ending there. I'm I have our- plenty of reasons to want to still go back. Owen, if you can, for tomorrow, the open needs to be Lima at the end of the show talking about leaving Tremont and then play the Ray Liotta thing. Now take me to jail. That'll be great. Owen, yeah, Owen's on it. He knows. He's on it. <laughs> All right, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Online first, xtendav.com. That's xtendav.com. High school football coming up. You want to watch it? Of course you do. You watch it on your big, tremendous screen. College football coming up. Who's going to be that starting quarterback down there in Columbus? Looks like somebody had – did you see C.J. Stroud kind of yep. separated himself there? He probably will, right? Yeah. Probably be. But can I just say some here? I know this is during the middle of a live read. Ryan Day with the beard, keep the beard. Sensational-looking man with a beard tone. Do you think he'd be bad without oh, it? Well, I've already seen him a bunch without the beard. He kind of looks – he kind of looks like a dweeby evil villain without the beard. With mm-hmm. the beard, a, a lot of – I respect him, obviously. He's a grown man for crying out loud and really smart. But a lot more demanding, a lot more in command. Commanding, not demanding, commanding with the beard. I love the beard. Ryan Day, keep the beard. Uh, also, I 
I went back into Buckeye mode for a second yesterday. I didn't tell you this. I know you want to go, but I like went back into. I I remembered some of my memories as a Buckeye fan, and I almost went back to Buckeye fandom for a second. You don't have any reaction to that. Uh, no, I was just I was Nothing. thinking I was just thinking how badly you wanted to leave. Well, that too. I got so much stuff to. Uh, just how unbelievable that they went from Jim Tressel to Urban Meyer, and now so far with Ryan Day. They have not taken a step back. The Luke Fickle year was just a weird year. They have not taken a step back. Is this the year they take a step back, or is this the year that we think, yeah, we got the next Urban Meyer? I th- or do um, fans already think that? I don't think you can think I that think already. They think they already. Those are Urban's Urban players. Meyer. I don't think you can think that yet. Oh, God, he's top like three in recruiting. I know, but we have to see those players. Actually, Texas got great recruiting classes. Yeah, Kirby Smart's always got great recru- yep. recruiting classes. I, But I still think – I still give Kirby a pass. It's been a few years. Mm-hmm. I think that he's getting Mark Richted. Just like Dabo was at the beginning of his career, I think that the Clemsoning thing got attached to, to, to Dabo, and I think that the Mark Rick stuff is getting attached to, to Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. You know what? Remember that too. Double A and, and Owen, I I think I sold myself down the river about Ohio State. And I, I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I'm feeling <laughs> I might have made a mistake at some point. I might have gotten too cynical. But go online first, XTENDAV.com. You're gonna you're not gonna be cynical. You're gonna fall head over heels in love with everything they can provide for your home. We're back on Thursday with the Emerging Podcast scene. Send emails, Carmen at 923thefan, lima at 923thefan.com. We will read it for the uh, great scene of congratulations on all your success. You're going to love it. We're back tomorrow morning, 6 to 10. We go around the AFC North. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, Double A, Owen. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.